compassionator of the week. <laughs> Our compassionator, <laughs> compassionator of the week. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, forget Terminator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got the compassionator. <laughs> oh. Hi, and welcome to the Compassionate Achiever podcast where you can learn how helping others fuels your success. I'm Tracy Day, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Chris Cook, and our producer, Pete. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hello. It's it's going. And, you know, before we go anywhere else, let's go to the sound effect for today. Are we ready? I know Tracy's never ready. Oh, Tracy (laughs) is ready today. All right. Here we go. Siren. That is Tracy driving. And <laughs> no, yes. no. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna stop it now. And that is the sound of compassion. You know why? Those are sounds of ambulances, actually. And and for me, right, as we talked about, this is going to be a show about compassion as a verb. Because compassion is just considered a noun in modern day terms. And I wanted a sound effect that actually would actually give us that sense of compassion because those ambulance drivers, those EMTs are showing compassion and doing compassion every single day. So that's why we went with the ambulance, or I should say more correctly, that's why I went with the ambulance <laughs> for uh, the sound effect. I like there it. We go, yes, that is compassion in action, right? Yes. So why? Okay. So Pete, I'm going to jump to you. You were reading a book about, um, I don't know what the book was about, but it brought up compassionating or something. Yeah. So I was reading, I had never read Count of Monte Cristo and I don't know why I never read it, but I just hadn't. So out of the blue, I just, I, I listened, I listened to the audio book of it and it was like, 49 hours or something. It was insane, but I had, (laughs) I had somehow lived to be 40 years old without hearing anything about the book other than that a guy went to prison. That's all I knew about it, which is amazing because I enjoyed it immensely. Um, So I was listening to it. I was walking, I was cooking dinner or something and I heard him say something the, I can't remember the exact line, but it was that someone compassionated and I was like, it was the first yeah. time I'd ever run into compassionate <laughs> as a verb in the wild. And so <laughs> I like raced over to my computer and I looked up, uh, I tried to find the text of the book so I could find it and send it to, to Chris and show him how excited I was. <laughs> and when I called up the text of the book, I finally found that place. And in the, in the sentence, it says, at the bottom of his heart, he had often had a feeling of pity for dot, dot, dot. And I couldn't believe it. So because I was I was I was trying to look for proof that I had actually heard it correctly. And instead, it, it had translated it differently into had a feeling of pity for. So and the other uh, point which is, is wrong. that it was one hundred and sixty or hundred. No, it was 1844. So whatever that is, one hundred and, you know, 90 years ago. Wow. It's pretty. Well, awesome. there you go. So I mean, but yeah, first first that- real world sighting of compassionate as a verb. <laughs> in the wild poor poor uh pete has been around me for too long so i i am the domesticated <laughs> version of uh compassionating i guess uh because he saw it in the wild and that actually supports the idea right because shakespeare used 
compassionating in Titus Andronicus. Um, Abraham Lincoln used it all the time, not just in his writings, but in his speeches as well. And it wasn't until the Victorian age when the Victor Victorians came came along and were like, no, hey, you know, I uh, walked to school uphill both ways. Um, yeah, right. You can too, whippersnapper. <laughs> um, and this idea that, you know, pull up your own bootstraps, the Victorians took compassion away as a verb and made it just a sentiment that had no real world effect. And we've been following that wrong-headed definition of compassion ever since, like sheep. I don't know about you all, but I like, uh, I think Shakespeare is pretty much a, a cool role model. I um, happen to think Abraham Lincoln is a freaking superhero. And, you know, I, I'll follow those people before I follow some of the Victorians who were just all about themselves and uh, hula hoop skirts and a whole bunch of other things. Um, I, I, I'm for compassionating as a verb and we should be compassionating. And I, I really, I have this saying, I, you know, I, it's, my boys know it. If you compassion, the more you compassionate, the higher you elevate, the more you will succeed. I like that. Right? Yeah. So the more you compassionate. All right, I'm just looking up um, um, the free dictionary. I typed in compassionated. And then it said, did you mean compassionate? Um, but no. then the free dictionary actually lists it, it as a verb, and they have compassionated, passionating, and com compassionates. But um, they, they do say it's a verb, but then they say to pity, which that's kind of weird. Which is wrong. It's actually wrong. And sometimes, most of the time where I've seen it in dictionaries, they said it, it was a verb, but it was in the past tense used as a verb. It's yeah, no it says archaic sometimes it. too. Right, archaic. Yeah, archaic. Which means that Although it's out this of one, I don't know. In the, and also in the site, Collins in English Dictionary, they have it as an adjective and a verb of compassionate and compassionated and compassionating. So, so I want to I want to make sure that we're on the same wavelength when it comes to the definition of compassion because pity is something different than compassion and it's different than sympathy it's and as we talked about before in other shows compassion is also different than empathy right mm -hmm. so compassion this really the shorthand definition of it it's a holistic understanding or, or 360 degree you know understanding a holistic understanding of the problem or suffering of another with a commitment to address that suffering and, and resolve that problem. So it has that action built in. So, you know, Trace, when you, when you said that um, compassion and action, to me, that's like a double, <laughs> a double <laughs> action, right? Compassion automatically has action in it. And, and so you don't even have, because we were brought up that compassion was just a noun, right? And, and so we now, we, that's a common saying, compassion and action. That's incorrect, right? Especially if you go back to Shakespeare and uh, Abraham Lincoln, compassion is action. And so it's this action to address the problem and it's built into the definition itself, which is really cool. And I think if we look at it that way and treat compassion as a verb, we'd actually get a lot more done in society, right? I, <laughs> I, I have a problem when I hear politicians say, oh, I feel your pain. 
I don't want anyone to feel my pain. I want them to do something about, the about pain. it. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. And right. compassion is, is that, is doing something about the pain. And I think if we treated um, and went back to, you know, looking at compassion as a verb, you know, and it makes sense because think about it, uh, Tracy and Pete, we use house as both a noun and a verb. This yeah. is not unusual, right? Because you can live in a house, which is a noun, but you can also try to house somebody. Mm-hmm. Which is a verb, right? A verb, so, yeah. Right. So we we need to open up ourselves a little bit more to something more constructive for society, for building a stronger civil society, and and do things that help one another. And so you know, I I love this discussion about compassion as a verb. Maybe we can even revisit this in some ways on some topics, you know, later on. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Well, I also want to bring it back to you know, the core of our podcast is how helping others fuels your success. Like, how does that actually help you? And I think it does in a lot of ways. Um, I think lately we have seen so many new outlets on news and TV. You guys were just talking about, what's the guy's name from the office, Pete? John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah, he has one. I know there's all kinds of good news outlets lately. And I think it's great because, especially since COVID, a lot more have popped up. I think even CNN has a thing they call their good news, whatever, comes out on Saturdays. And, you know, it really is helping people to focus not just on all the doom and gloom that is coming out and all these, you know, every day you can't turn on the news without, you know, more people lost their jobs, more people are dying from COVID, but they're focusing on the positive aspects and and stories about how people are doing good things. And it's really helping them, like for their, you know, sense of well-being and their mindset, even things as simple as, you know, we've talked about these a lot, the, you know, the seven o'clock um thing they do it in the city they're doing it a lot of different places where people go out and just clap for all of the workers and that kind of thing even something as simple as that it's being positive and it's saying how it's really boosting people's morale to do that to to compassionate or like for other people and so i think it really does in turn help you to feel better um, when when you do those things. So, I mean, yes, the difference between the verb and the adjectives or whatever. So how do we get people to, you know, think of compassion as more of a verb? I think, well, one of the things I think we need to actually have it changed in like Webster's. Uh, dictionary where people tend to normally go to, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to start a kind of online petition to get Webster to change that. So we'll publicize that through com- the Compassion Achiever podcast, and we'll get that up and going. So I think we could do that, you know, right after we're done with this uh, podcast, we'll get an online petition going and we start sp- setting it around so we, it officially can get changed back to, to being a verb. But then also, you know, 
to recognize when somebody does something like that, you can say, hey, you're compassionating, right? That, that's really cool. Because I just saw one of my um, colleagues, one of my um, people that uh, I'm friends with um, posted that, you know, as he was driving home, he, he wanted Chinese. So he, he got Chinese and he was on his way home and he lives by himself and he passed a homeless person and he gave his entire Chinese dinner to the homeless person who didn't have anything to eat. And he made a sandwich for himself. And he literally said it was the best tasting sandwich he ever ate in his life, right? Cause he, he took every bite and, and he wanted the Chinese so bad that, you know, he was like, this is the right thing to do. This person, he's, I passed him, I guess he passed him a, a lot and uh, finally gave his, the one dinner he wanted. And he goes the best sandwich uh, that he, that he ever ate. And I think, it gets back to what you were just saying, Tracy, that, you know, it makes everything better inside you. It gives you that mm -hmm. sense of resilience that you can do anything. And watching kids, you know, come out uh, in terms of cities, you know, there's been stories about kids kind of going to knocking on elderly um, people's doors, seeing if they need anything and going out and shopping for them and bringing back their groceries for them. And I, I think, you know, every generation says something negative about the kids in the generation that comes up next. I'm sorry, but these kids are doing some amazing things for the communities. And mm -hmm. I, I don't see that. I see nothing but positivity coming out of it. You know, I, you guys can probably, in the listeners camp, but my, my, my t-shirt, right? says, think like a proton, stay positive, right? It's <laughs> like a proton, man. Constantly stay positive because there's always a way to get to a bridge that can help you cross a problem. Maybe not resolve it, but get around it, get over it. And then maybe you can solve that problem. But it's, it's, sometimes it's hard during the, during the time. And a lot of the kids are finding ways to make those bridges. And I'm, I'm so yeah, proud of them. They think out of the box. Yes. Yeah. Right? They haven't been you know, fashioned to think one way. And I think that's a real danger. Right? Yeah. It's thinking one way and, and that's the only way. And so I think we can do an online petition and we can get that going. And maybe we do something on this broadcast, uh, on this podcast about compassionating now. It looks like we have a compassionate achiever. Maybe we can talk about having a compa compassionating as a verb, right? Who's compassionating? And we use that as a way to get to the compassionate achiever each week, maybe. Right? So how about this week? What's our compassionate achiever or our compassionating achiever? Compassionator of the week. week. Our compassionator <laughs> of the week. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, forget Terminator. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got the <laughs> compassionator. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we talked about all those people that are compassionating, right? That they are sharing these good news and sharing these different outlets of of what they're doing to really help others and, 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 and i think it's that, wonderful you know what i'm gonna tie i'm sneaking this in on you too i'm gonna tie it back to our sound effect um my sound effect because <laughs> 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 you guys don't want to know anymore uh, <laughs> um the emts uh they are struggling um and they're some of the biggest compassionators I know. I, I have two people I'm very close to that are EMTs. Um, I, I'm just going to call them out. I hope you guys don't mind. Patricia Norman and Michael Norman 
of Brookfield, um, who are amazing compassionators, amazing EMTs, and they're brothers and sisters in the EMT community. I don't know about if you guys have read this, both in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. There are EMTs that are so sick that they've lost their jobs. And so they can't even, because they're helping others and got sick by yeah. helping others, you know, we need to step up and as a society and help the EMTs, you know, get through this time because they are the ones helping us get through this entire COVID-19 and getting us to the hospitals where we can be taken care of. So I, I yes, the newscasts, but I especially want to uh, call out the EMTs going back to that ambulance sound effect that we had to start start the program today. So thank you to all EMTs and Trisha and Michael. Guys, you know how much I love you. So thank you. Yeah, I love it. All right. So you know what? Compassionating, right? We're as we as we talk about each and every week, we hope that we helped you find ways to unlock the compassionator within you <laughs> so that you can unlock success, not only for yourself, but also for society. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. The Compassionate Achiever podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CompAchieverPod, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.